This is the Tree of Life, Season 6, Chapter 9. In this episode, we will be talking about the nature of concealed impulses versus affirmational impulses and their corresponding structures. To start off, negational structures are concealing, that is, they preserve the concealment of impulses further to the negation of certain common experiences. Affirmational structures are self-conscious, in that they preserve the direct ground or foundational experiences which underlie their affirmation. They are linked to the other, which means they preserve or reflect the unity of consciousness represented by the all-in-all principle. But in the past, we have referred to concealed impulses as non-self-conscious. When in fact, they have a residue of self-consciousness, which I will describe here. Namely, the consciousness of concealed impulses is non-relational. In that, it refers directly to the underlying bodily rhythms and the needs which satisfy them. In other words, when I described concealed impulses, what I am in fact referring to are the bare impulses which satisfy needs further to the bodily rhythms. They are non-self-conscious in the sense that they are completely self-referential. They can be relational, but are never truly so. 4. The underlying rhythms which they stem from both isolate us and represent the axes of our communal enjoyment. In that, although we can always sympathize with another's needs going met or unmet, we can never truly experience those impulses except relationally. The pain of those needs is irrevocably individual. Now, to return to the complete series, the bodily rhythms were categorized as cycles. Through these cycles, and through their satisfaction, we achieve some relational self-consciousness, only according to the waste of them. In that, to the degree we achieve the satisfaction of a need when it is gratuitous, that need becomes self-conscious. In other words, the relational component of our self-conscious impulses is secondary to them being satisfied when they need not be. In fact, this shows both that the state of archetypal consensuality and the nature of self-conscious impulses are secondary to the spatial non-consensual state and their concealment which is primary. More importantly, we see that self-consciousness arises out of excess in the bodily rhythms. Achieving more than a need, or in some gratuity beyond that of a need. Now, this is not to say that concealment of impulses renders a person any less intelligent or self-aware. In other words, returning to chapter 1 of the complete series, we can see how the preparatory steps of glitching are essential to creating the state of non-integration or permitting the negation necessary for concealment of impulses. For only in creating some urgency in the execution of a need, when the conditions for satisfaction of that need are readily available, is it possible to impose some level of concealment in the impulses underlying the spatial non-consensual state. This also tells us something about archetypal constellations and affirmational structures. Namely, that there are two ways of producing this self-consciousness by a need, which describes concealment. First, it can be created by virtue of social isolation, by undermining the natural relational affirmation produced by the nine dialogues of every intersection. Second, it can be created by artificially amplifying the need, through abstention or discipline with respect to execution of that need. Which is to say, self-consciousness by a need, can be created by negation of the relational component of the impulse, 
or by directly amplifying the scarcity which generates the need in the first place. What are the dimensions of this self-consciousness by a need? There are as many dimensions as there are bodily rhythms. For each need, there is a corresponding dimension. But more precisely, self-consciousness by a need is broader than merely the bodily needs themselves. For in this self-consciousness by a need, there is strain, and in this strain there is self-consciousness of the body itself. Thus, we can see that concealment of impulses, the spatial non-consensual state is created by, or generates, awareness of the body's physicality, as well as its limits. From this, we can see the following. Concealed impulses reflect a mapping of our external, spatial world, using our body as an instrument. Self-conscious impulses reflect a mapping of our community, a gauging of their reaction to our own internal emotional states. Self-conscious impulses represent the inflow of the awareness of the other, whilst concealed impulses reflect an outflow of that awareness into the physical world. Now, interestingly, negational structures generate the spatial non-consensual state. Whether it is a priori negation, or post-priori negation of the common experiences, or direct ground, which is foundational to affirmation. This makes sense, because it is our awareness of the physical world, and our self-consciousness by need, which is more fundamental than our relation to the other. In other words, spatial non-consensuality is a kind of protostate, and primordial, earlier state of social identity arising out of the sensitivity of the body to its environment, and the needs which require satisfaction. That's the end of the podcast for today.